know if you remember this. I met you at uh, Eve's open mic. I think it was uh, maybe like sometime beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how that came about. Like, was that your f- only time there? Are um, you like Eve, a regular? No, I've stumbled in there. It's where all the lovely ladies hang out. So right, yes, you know. that's very true. <laughs> it's a great place to hang out. Um, it's no, I don't, I don't usually go there very often. Mm-hmm. But um, Chad, my buddy, and I were there. We used to play acoustic guitars together when we were younger. Okay, and um, now I'm in an indie electronic right. project that I do. I was so I was a little bit surprised because it just you just showed up and. I was like, this guy's really fucking good. <laughs> it <laughs> seems so strange for just a person like, you know, because nothing against open mics, but, you know, sometimes there's like a lot of people are starting off and sometimes their first time. Sure. Sometimes, you know, it's the the level of talent varies at an open mic. Sometimes you just see someone that's like, holy shit, this person's like really fucking good. <laughs> and then I find out that you're like, you play shows and everything all the time. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Man, I love, I love uh, open mics. I think open mics are super cool. That's the train going by. <laughs> For all you <laughs> listeners, by the way, um, I think open mics are great. It's a great. That's where I got started. Yeah, that's where I'm, my first show I ever played for people was mm-hmm. uh, down in, uh, or was in Encinitas actually mm. at the East Street Cafe. I, I don't know if that, you knew place. that place, but it's no longer there. Yeah, I don't think I think they shut it down. But anyway, I love open mics. I think they're great. Yeah. it's a great way to get discovered. It's a great way to get out there. It's a great way to just have therapy for yourself and just yeah. go play to random people that you don't know. Yeah, and definitely. I think it's cool too, because people like you just said, you know, it's, you go in there with no expectations and you show up and you're like, I don't know, what am I going to get? Am I going <laughs> to get someone yelling in their yeah. microphone that you're like, okay, please stop yelling. Which or, did happen that night. Too. Or, yeah, that's true. That did happen. <laughs> I think I might've been a part of that. <laughs> Maybe and, got inspired by you. I don't know. And you get other people that go in there that you're like, wow, you know, this, this person is someone I would actually listen to. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think it's the fun of it. Yeah. It's the mystery. How often do you, well, I guess like this is, we're in, in COVID times right now, so it's tough for you to answer this, but maybe before that, like how often were you playing at shows like for actual venues? Um, sorry, maybe I'm just high and not understanding the question correctly, but are you asking how many shows I played before? Well, like how, often? how like was it like, uh, how regularly were you getting put on shows that were not open mics? Oh, I, I haven't done an open mic and forever yeah I mean, that was just was, for fun it was just literally yeah. i was with my buddy i haven't seen forever we grabbed two acoustic guitars and we got Shut dinner up. and we said hey let's let's go jam a few songs to this open <laughs> mic it'd yeah. be fun like you know whatever and that's really all it was it was yeah. just you just caught us at a random night yeah two for buddies sure. hanging out and playing some tunes yeah <laughs> so but before like uh like when you play professionally and stuff like that um how often were you getting on like shows shows i mean usually I was trying to do anywhere from, you know, four to six shows a month. Um, And then it kind of just dwindles. Shows all depend on where you're playing and how Mm -hmm. often you're playing. And, you know, that all determines how often you want to be out there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. uh, I I went that that show that I was at was interesting because I had been going like to Eve's like periodically for a little bit and I never had a good time. <laughs> I always thought it was the worst. I, then uh, why did you come back? Because I'm a masochist for performing, I guess. Like I, uh, I guess a big part of it is like I was, I did stand up at actual comedy open mics for many years and they, those are brutal. Like <laughs> the majority of those shows are not fun. Almost there's almost all the time. There's no audience and comics are just kind of like sitting around, like not paying attention to each other. And they're, 
you know, like a, like one of those music open mics, usually those types of things are pretty supportive and comedy open mics are not necessarily like that. And so I had been moving away from those types of my, uh, mics a lot. And I just happened to go with a friend and, this was one of the times that it was good, but <laughs> for the most time, it's a wild card. You never know what yeah, you're going to get. Yeah, That's the exactly. fun in it though. You know, see, you keep going back. You're, you're a perfect example of what I was talking about. Yeah. You know, you get, you go in there and you're like, it, you find the joy and yeah. not knowing what you're going to get and walking into that room, yeah. even though, you know, most yeah. of the time you're like this sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most of the time it's not, but I'm almost every single time that I'm sitting in the audience waiting for my name to get called up. I'm always like, I just, I need to leave. So do you do, so you do stand up, you do comedy. Yeah. That's, is that your main, is that your main thing? It's hard to say. Cause like I said, I, it was definitely my main thing for probably like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And then these last couple of years I've kind of moved away. I started doing improv and that was really fulfilling in a bunch of different ways. And I still love stand up. Like nothing really gets me to that level of, uh, excitement and joy that I get from like doing really well. Like even if I had a really good improv show, it didn't feel the same as like killing super hard, mm. like doing a stand up set at some comedy club or some bar show, you know, sure. that that's like the height that I can't seem to, to get to anymore. It's just like, <laughs> that's why I like it so much. That's why I keep going back to it. Absolutely. But I get joy out of other things too. Like I like podcasting. I'm trying to do like more, um, uh, stuff like filming, and things like that. So yeah, I think like it's tough to to know what to label myself at this time period. Some some kind of like transitional in a lot of ways. So you're you're a comedian. You like traveling around making people laugh. Mm-hmm. What got you into doing the podcast? Why are you here doing? The, why are you interviewing me? What's, <laughs> what's the deal here? Why why are you doing this? Because I think that people are uh, are interesting, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to talk to other creative people to see how their minds work. And to see like what similarities we have because um, doing like, since I lived in North County, it was um, hard for me to always make it out to the comedy shows in San Diego because there's not really anything in North Mm -hmm. County. So a lot of the times I'd end up going to like these music open mics or poetry open mics or other stuff like that and they would let me perform there. And I got to meet like a bunch of poets and musicians and stuff like that. And through like meeting all these different types of people, it's like you get to kind of understand that there's like a certain psychology to a creative person that is almost different in a lot of ways from a person that isn't creative. Because there's some people that can be so content just like existing like day to day and and they're fine. Like, you know, they'll come home from work, they'll watch TV, they'll go to bed. And for me, it's always like there there's something else that's 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 driving me. Mm. And it's not it's not it's unexplainable to almost anybody else that I talk to. Sure. Do you feel like that at all? Uh, yeah, of course at times. So, so, so you're doing your homework right now. <laughs> so this is content building. This is going to, so eventually I'm going to hear this on Saturday night live. Um, and, and you're going to hear something about digital color. And I'm going to yeah. be like, ah, that motherfucker. <laughs> okay. I see where this is going. Um, yeah, I love, I love individuals. I think everyone's a unique individual. I'll, my music and what I strive to create is weirdness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, everyone stands for something. I think when they're creative, they're expressing yeah. something. And for me, um, I've always tried to understand what that is. And I think, um, as I get older, I'm realizing that like, you know, being weird and expressing your weirdness and making other people feel comfortable in their weirdness mm-hmm. is something that I try and promote and I try and do. Um, I, that's, that's for me something that I find really special about individuals because mm-hmm. we start off as these children and we have this innocence to us who we say what we want. We don't understand the repercussions of what we're saying. Yeah. And then we grow up and we understand like what our words mean and what they, you know, what effect they're going to have on other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love, I love that 
we can preserve that innocence when we're young mm-hmm. to when we grow up and become older and trying to hold on to that. I consider it weirdness because when you're a child, you're just weird and yeah. you've got all these crazy thoughts and trying to preserve that as you get older is like, I think so important mm-hmm. in, in just looking at life and having this outlook on life of innocence yeah. and softness, right. you know? And, and uh, that's interesting that you talk about weirdness because like, what is, what is weirdness to us? It's like anything that kind of goes out of the the what people tell you is like ordinary. And that's all those are all social constructs that we've created for ourselves so that we can have like functioning jobs where people can just, you know, sell burgers and not be, you know, making chaos out in the world. But yeah, there's something about that innocence of of childhood and even re rediscovering that as an adult that you're just like this whole thing, this is all just made up. Like that's what weirdness is, is the observation and the expression that this is just meaningless. Like the rules are just made up and you don't have to necessarily follow them. Yeah. I think there's something about that. Absolutely. That um, I mean, <laughs> I have had this discussion in different forms. I mean, I've had it in the form of love. I've had this discussion in the form of money, in the form of work. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, we create all these rules to create order so that we have some sort of organization so that we don't just run around like cavemen Mm -hmm. killing each other and, you know, (laughs) raping people. Right. And, you know, that's that's obviously why we have rules set in place. Of course. But um, some rules. Yeah. The other day I got a fucking fifty two dollar parking ticket for sitting outside my friend's house that Mm -hmm. I went in and dropped something off real quick. That rule makes no fucking sense to right. me when I'm there for 15 minutes and, you know, no one's there. And so it's just, yeah. you know, there's rules that I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Who you are know, they why? hurting and why? Who are they helping? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I can't explain everything, <laughs> but, you know, you know I'm, I'm with you. Like yeah. rules are annoying, yet they are necessary. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not one of those people that is so against the entire concept of normalcy that I'm just going to be constantly going against it. But there is definitely stuff that I have to like stop and question. And, and that's, I think where my, uh, inspiration to do like comedy or other types of art form, it's like how to express these ideas to people to show them, Hey, this is a little strange that we do this. You know, I think that, uh, a lot of the inspiration from my jokes usually come from stuff like that, where it's like things that people just assume are normal. And I kind of try to be like, wait, but you know, this is weird, right? Like, that that's a thing that needs to be pointed out. How do you feel like you do stuff like that? Like you're talking about encouraging weirdness in people. How do you feel like your art form helps that? Or how do you feel like it either helps to encourage weirdness or helps you to express your weirdness? Um, I think you, you gotta be at a show to understand. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I don't have, I make people feel uncomfortable mainly because I do things that are out of the ordinary, um, whether it's dressing up in women's clothes Mm. or whether it's, uh, you know, saying certain things that people might be appalled by or whether it's um, pointing someone out in the crowd and singing about them and being personal to people that, you know, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I saw you do that. Yeah, (laughs) you know, that that strikes a bone in people and grabs there. It's not just someone up there singing a song about love or something that's, you know, generic. It's uh, being in the moment and making it very here and now, Mm -hmm. present, you know, and that is something that you can't deny Mm -hmm. because you're there. If I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
Hey, David, I'm going to sing about your eyes. Man, this boy with beautiful eyes wants to get to know me, love. I wish you had that diamond heart because now I'm going to get you because, you know, you're just like, it doesn't matter what I'm singing. Right. Your name's in it. It's about you. Yeah. And, you know, everyone stops what they're doing and goes, this guy fucking singing about this dude. You know what I mean? Like, and they listen. Yeah. And it could be shitty. It could be amazing. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's someone taking the, the room and engaging in that moment being right. like, I got you listen. Yeah. And you can identify that however you will. I, I find it to be weird and strange and, um, maybe not in that instance, it's more the weird, maybe it's more, that's just like, I am here. That's entertainment. But the weird sense is more, I think just doing things that are obscure, dancing like a freak on stage, moving yourself around, flailing and, you know, making weird sounds. Like I'll just yell into the mic randomly and just to wake people up. And, you know, it doesn't go with the song. It doesn't fit in the key or anything. It's just, I'm just yelling into the mic, making Mm -hmm. obscure noises. And people are like, what the, you know, some people (laughs) are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Some people are like, I love this guy. Some people are like, I don't know what to make of this, but (laughs) you know, but it gets a reaction. Yeah. And I think it also, hopefully when people leave the show, they go, that was so weird but like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, maybe they leave the show and they're like more weirded out and they're like, I don't want to go back and that's fine. It's not what they take or I, it is what they take. It's, it's more also though, like in the moment when they're at the show, right? I want people when they're there, when I've got you for an hour and a half or two hours or however long I'm playing, yeah. I want for those two hours you to be fully engaged and not feel like I want you to feel like you can just breathe, right. let it all out and be yourself. Cool. Don't worry about, you know, the girl next to you and whether mm-hmm. or not she's looking at you or, you know, is your shirt too tight or, right. you know, how you look or, you know, just, just chill, mm-hmm. be a freak, take off your shirt, <laughs> you know, dance around with your nipples out. I don't care. Like yeah. have fun. Just enjoy this moment and yeah. step out of what the everyday world routine has told you you need mm-hmm. to be or do. Yeah. Forget about that for a little bit and just be, be a child again. Have yeah. fun. How conscious do you think that is for you as a performer? Because there is an aspect like for me where I saw certain people doing a thing and I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to purposely like do the opposite of what they're doing because I dislike it so much that I want to make sure that I like distance myself from it on purpose. But I mean, I guess that's like also just a thing that I would have to do because that's, I have to be myself, you know, but that it, I also feel like it was somewhat conscious. How, how much um, thought did you put into the fact that you, this is the kind of performer that you want to be when you decided that you were going to be, you know, doing shows and stuff like that? Well, it's, a, it's an evolution, yeah. you know, I'm still evolving. We all are evolving. Um, embracing your change is the most important part. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I, I remember distinctly the main reason I got into music and was like, I want to do music as a pro- career um, was I did acid when I was 19 and we saw Radiohead um, down at Cricket Amphitheater in yeah. San Diego. And I left that show loving being obsessed with Tom York mm-hmm. and just how weird he was and how strange he was. And it was just different. He wasn't a pop singer. Right. He wasn't trying to like sing about anything like lovey dovey. He was making music and I felt it mm-hmm. and I felt comfortable in that strangeness. Right. And maybe it's a struggle for me, like always wanting to fit in and not knowing how to fit in and always have struggling from depression and like a lot of like strange things that are hard for me sometimes to work in this world or feel accepted or whatever fit Mm -hmm. in. And I felt comfortable with Tom York when he was doing his thing and that music and that, that opened my eyes for me. That pushed me to be something new. So I think that just kind of got me started in the music. And then 
over time, the style of music just kept changing and changing until I found something that I was like, yeah, this is, this is starting to feel more comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm trying to be anybody just Definitely. being myself. Yeah. That's another thing that's funny that you bring up because talking to creative people, like this is the time where I can find the most level of mm. depressed people. <laughs> it's, it's funny how that works, isn't it? It's hilarious. There's, bam. I think yeah. there should be like the button. It's like, ding, 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 there ding. There it is. Know? It's like, what do the, all these guys have in common? Oh, they're all real sad sometimes. <laughs> Why is that, man? I, don't know. Like, I like to consider myself a happy person. I love to laugh. I yeah. love hanging out with friends. Why the hell are we all so depressed? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not that we're just depressed. Maybe everybody has depression because a lot of people do. Yeah. Maybe we're just good at expressing it. And we're like, you know what? Or identifying it. You're all feeling, or identifying it because you know, everyone's feeling it. Yeah. We all got hurt. We all experienced pain. Right. Maybe we're just like extroverts and we're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Hey, I got something to say Mm -hmm. and this is how I'm fucking feeling. And then we all go, oh my God, I'm feeling the same way. And you can put like a good song or you can do a good piece of art or you can make jokes about it. And Mm -hmm. I identify with it. Great. Mm Mm-hmm. We're needed in this world. Yeah, no, that is our purpose. Yeah, I I think that that's maybe the way that a lot of us cope with that that thing. But I think the psychology behind it is that a lot of creative people want to explore those feelings. So maybe they identified in themselves better. There's some people out there that like I talked to a coworker one time, he was just explaining his, his feelings. And I was like, dude, I think you might be depressed. <laughs> like he never even really thought about it. You so know, how, wait, how, how was that brought up? He just, he all was, of a sudden was like, he was oh, like you know, he was like saying like he, he, he got into an argument um, with his girlfriend because sometimes he just like drives like long distances for no reason. And he'll just be, in his car and he'll be crying like he'll go he'll he go, drove from vista to like wow, orange this, county just because he wanted to got some serious yeah, things going on yeah in his head. so he was just like i need some time to just cry in my car and you know he just says he's just is overwhelmed by this feeling and there's not really any reason for it but it just like hits him and he needs to like drive and cry and i'm like dude that sounds like you got depression that, i mean <laughs> you know but that, that would be the that would be the definition of depression <laughs> if i if i was told if someone said that to me yeah. i'd be like yep that's depression yeah that is definitely what's happening right now so is he okay he's doing pretty good Shit. he started going to therapy and oh. i think it helped to it, help, it probably <laughs> helped that i was like i told him and he kind of had to like accept in himself that he was you know, so I, is this is this actually a therapy session? Did you trick me? I, I, mean, well, I mean, that's not the first time this has been brought up. And actually, accidentally, I do end up making a lot of these podcast therapy sessions, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what kind of thing you're, you're into. keeping it real. You're doing what I do on stage, you're making it about the moment right here and now. Yeah, I like, it. I like to right. bring it out in people. And, but it's also, uh, yeah, I, I love talking about people's depression. I was talking about people's insecurities and fears and really getting all that stuff out there, especially amongst creative people. And I think one thing that as much is like you were talking about like why am I over here interviewing somebody like you it's because I'm like super fucking awkward like in life like I, I, I can perform on stage I can you know I can do a podcast pretty well most of my coworkers probably haven't heard my voice before mm-hmm. you know um, but like when I see somebody like on stage that's like really cool I'm like man that person is like really cool I want them to think I'm cool also mm. Mm. So and is that an insecurity thing? It's an insecurity thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's just it's like it was why should I care? That's the thing that gets to me sometimes that's so it's like so much pressure where it's like, fuck, I, I don't want to be bad in front of these people. That was one of the things that was so tough about comedy open mics. This is like three audience members and then like 20 comedians. So it's like I need them to like me. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because it's not like an audience where you're just there and the people are there to see you. Mm-hmm. Open mic is like they're there to perform mm-hmm. and they're not there to like see you. <laughs> they're there for them. Yeah. So when you go up there, you're like, 
all right, I got to make these fucking people enjoy this somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, here we go. <laughs> Do you think you have a pretty good out, uh, positive outlook on like that kind of thing though? Because I, I feel like a lot of people are like, don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks about you and all this stuff. I do fucking care. Like, I try to be weird, but I also care a lot about, like, what people Who doesn't? Think. Who doesn't care about this? I mean, it's ignorant to sit here and say, like, oh, I don't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. I mean, like, yes, you, event, you have to, like, snip it and be like, dude, you know what? Whatever. Like, if you don't care, you don't care. Great. But in the back of your mind, like, everybody cares, like, what people think of them. I mean, I, I personally think it, it's ignorant to say that you don't. Mm-hmm. But... Yes, you have to get to a point where you are like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. At least for this moment, because I have to do what I think is right for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't, I don't want to offend anybody. You don't ever want to like walk up there and, no. you know, be, get everyone pissed off. You want everyone to enjoy themselves. Obviously, being a comedian, you know, I'm not a comedian. At least people laugh at me, but, you know, <laughs> not what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Um, but I, you know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to, piss anybody off or say anything mean but you know sometimes you have to like kick them a little bit Mm -hmm. you know you say some things to startle them give them a little rise right i mean a little bit i do try to be like when i think that is one of the things like i was saying being conscious of certain things and i think that's one of the things that i tried to stay away from like after like you know because everybody kind of tries to whatever they can to get a laugh when they're first starting but then after a while i was just like you know i do want to not do that so i definitely did try to make more of an effort to do stuff where i was like you know everybody wants to do like this style and this type of joke i'm gonna do the opposite of that yeah do you ever Uh, feel like you have two personalities oh yeah big time on stage off stage oh huge they're almost like so that's what it's kind of like i think when you ask the question like what do you do when you know you go on stage and you don't want people to care yeah you know it's like well I do care, but I I can't care when I'm up there. Otherwise I'm going to be, you know, not able to perform. Maybe Uh so worried about what they're doing. So it's like, I think it's more just like flipping the personality on and off. You flip that switch and you're like, Hey, it's go time. Yeah. As soon as you go on, you're like, boom, yeah. I'm now in this mode. Exactly. And the only time it goes bad is like when you can't get yourself out of that place. Cause that's when like my, when I'm too, when I'm not in the zone, I'm not like something's off and I'm just too conscious of what I'm doing. And that's when it goes the worst because it doesn't feel like, I guess, yeah, I didn't get into that, that, you know, stage me, like I'm, I'm being my off stage me mm. <laughs> and that's not good. I'm just pretending mm. you don't want to pretend. You just want to like, have it be real. Mm. And I guess that goes for like, you know, anything, I guess. Sure. But yeah, offstage personality. It's yeah. It's interesting how, how that works. <laughs> it is funny. It's funny how our brains work. We're all interesting humans, as you were saying. Yeah. We're all interesting beings. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, you know, we've been going for a little bit. I think we should uh, do a word. Let's do it. I'm just going to randomly go through um, my email since my uh, Wi-Fi doesn't work. You guys can't see it, but he's skipping through all of the porn <laughs> emails right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cancel this uh, Pornhub subscription. <laughs> Please do. They they were uh, using underage uh, people, <laughs> so no one used Pornhub, all right? Dude, X videos, I think, is fine if you guys are out there looking for stuff. You got a word? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, college. College. <laughs> well, all right. What are, we, what are we talking about with college? What do I have to do? Well, let's think about this. What uh, did, did you go to college? I did go to college. Where'd you go? I went to, let's see, I started at City College in San Diego, and then I went up to uh, San Francisco, and I went to City College up in San Francisco. I dropped out and didn't finish, decided that this isn't what I wanted to do. How long did you go? I went for a year, 
And then I came home uh, back from San Francisco and I worked construction and I dated this girl at UCSD and that my college, my college, all of my college was basically spent at U, most of it was at UCSD mm-hmm. through my girlfriend and my other good friend who were in the sorority and frats there. Mm. And I was basically a part of the frat without even going to the school <laughs> and everybody knew me, went on all the, all the trips to Vegas, yeah. did all the partying with them, That's just funny. didn't do the school thing. Um, Seems like the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very interesting. And then I actually got uh, a degree in graphic design and did some graphic design work. And that's what I was doing for a while. And then just didn't like it. Jumped, I was like, <laughs> like you know what? Either. School's not for me. Yeah. I'm over this. Let's get to work. Yeah, definitely. So when you look back at that time period, like what do you, what are your, what, what do you remember feeling about yourself and about the world at that time that you were there? College, confused, lonely, and lost. Um, I got sent away when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, my, ever since freshman year of high school, I've always been on the road being shipped to new places. Like I was in Utah, I was in Idaho, then I was back in California and you know, there was never like one place I was ever at for too long. Um, so I think that might've had an impact on, uh, you know, I always just felt like I needed to be going somewhere right. and school just felt so still. Right. And I was just like, I need to go. Like, this isn't for me. I, I'm, I'm going insane sitting here. And something else I used to hate was like homework. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, well, what, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what is this work for? Where, what, you know, I want, I would rather show up to a job and like, be like, Hey, we're going to build this business. And this is why we're building it. You know, that's why I love music because it's like, I'm going to write this song because this song is, has meaning for me and it has a message and I'm doing it for this reason. Right. And I saw a purpose in it. School, I just was like, it was hard for me to see purpose. And I know tons of people would argue with me as to why that's stupid to have a mindset like that. But for me, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I definitely felt that way in high school about homework. I was like, if I'm, if I know the stuff and I can pass the test, like, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But it's my interest. Yeah. Like I'm, I am, I stopped going to school like, or to college, like five, six, maybe seven years ago. It's been a while. I can't even remember how long. Mm. I only need like, I don't know, maybe like two more semesters to like finish my general ed. Nice. <laughs> but I I, uh, I got stuck on math. I kept ditching my math classes to go to the comedy story in La Jolla. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> Where else would you go as a comedian? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like that's the yeah. I was like I would I was doing really well too. But the transition from high school to college was actually really fun for me because it felt like I was actually getting to like pick what I wanted and do what I wanted. It, it was different. I, I yeah. definitely felt more constrained when I was in high school and, you know, living with my mom and, you know, only being like it, it just it felt like I had no freedom. Like I had a really strict family. Sure. So that definitely felt like I had more free. It's like I was doing so good. But then so college for you was like a, a good experience. It was overall a very good experience. There's stability yeah. there. And you felt like purpose in it it felt like i was like on the hunt for what i wanted to do so why did you not finish because then i found what i wanted to so you got distracted i got distracted distracted. maybe i should have just like continued and then done both of them and maybe at least no not at all look look, look who you're talking to yeah i mean i'm on the same page with you (laughs) i found a guitar and i was like this i have more purpose here i think yeah (laughs) i think i i'll be yeah definitely but i think one like if i talk to a person they could make the argument like well you could have finished but yeah sure but you know, I, I, 
it's hard to do something when you don't feel the drive and motivation for it. You know? We are passionate individuals. That's yes. why we are artists. <laughs> feel. That's absolutely right. No, you, I mean, I would support you in what you're doing. I think you got one life. You got to live it and you got to do what you love. And if you're not doing what you, what you love, then what are you doing? Yeah. And so you, you, that's what you did. You found a microphone and you found a way to express things that made you feel good and it gave you purpose. And, you know, obviously what you feel like you're given something, right? I feel like I, this is the only thing that keeps me afloat. Well then like mentally, don't stop. (laughs) Keep going. Um, have you ever talked to like a not passionate person before? Yeah. It's not weird. Absolutely. It is weird. Um, (laughs) monotones, gosh, they're like dead fish. Yeah. It's, it, I don't do well with them. Yeah. Usually they have trouble connecting with me too though. Yeah. Because I'm too much. Usually those are the people that call me overwhelming mm, or interesting. Um, ADHD, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't really want to hang out with you anyway. So you know what? <laughs> Peace. Yeah. It's funny because I was just talking about this recently. I, I messaged a person like an, on a dating app. And one of my questions that I asked her when I messaged her was like, what is something that you're passionate about? And she wrote back saying, I'm not passionate about anything. Wow. I'm just like, why did you even write back? Maybe that you're like, <laughs> y'all would have responded and said, you know what? I see why you're on this app. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is just like so odd that if somebody could even say a thing like that. I was always like. It's like when they're like, I don't like music. You're like, what? <laughs> like, you don't like rap? You don't like country? Like, yeah. what do you mean? You don't like music. You know, I just don't like music. So mm. you like silence. Yes. What? What? <laughs> we, what? I didn't think that was biologically possible. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Or just like in your genes to love it. Like, at least like it. I can't trust people like that. And when they say they don't like dogs. You don't like dogs? Man's best friend? <laughs> you don't like man's best friend? <laughs> well, what do you like? I mean, those people scare me. Honestly, I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I don't know if we're going to get along very well. Unlike Chunks, he loves doggies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's some people that are maybe like more of a different kind of pet. But yeah, there's something strange about it that's like, it. I guess, yeah, it makes me wonder like what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Like I, if you don't like dogs, you're like, oh, I'm more of a cat or? person. <laughs> I like, you know, this kind of animal or whatever. It's like, okay, that's cool. You have a preference or everybody has their preference or something. But it, yeah, it can be a little strange um, when a person just doesn't like anything. Doesn't like anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a bit difficult. I feel sad for them. I'm like, man, well, yeah. I hope you find something. Have you tried masturbation? <laughs> that usually feels pretty good. I used to actually have a joke about how I hated masturbation. You, okay, well, it's, please, the floor <laughs> is yours. I'm listening. I'm sure anyone else listening is very curious to hear this. I, for, I don't remember too much what I said because I don't think people could relate to it. All right, well, let's but, drop it on me. But I, th- I think my, the premise basically was that it just sucked to have to do it. <laughs> like it didn't feel like it was like a fun thing to do. I felt like it's like, oh, I got to I got to masturbate right now. Like it's like brushing your teeth or taking a shower. Just felt like a thing that you had to do. <laughs> and it it felt like there was never like any like any joy in it. Like there's no celebration for it. Like I think like women had like a resurgence where masturbation was like a thing that they got to own up to, about and be proud of. But there's no there's nothing like that for guys. Like eating like uh masturbating is like eating by yourself. Where, you know, when you have dinner with another person, you kind of like, you know, you light some candles, you drink some wine, you have a good time. But then if you eat by yourself, then you just, you know, eat cold spaghetti in the dark kitchen over an open pot. And that's what masturbation is like to me. So masturbation (laughs) is like a a cold pot of spaghetti. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I love by that your, cold pot, but yourself. I like that cold pot. I mean, obviously, I'm eating it at that time for a reason. You're not doing it. Right. <laughs> you're not doing it right. Let me tell you, I've had people say that to me before, and you're probably right. I'm. I'm gonna go. I am gonna go masturbate tonight at least twice before I go to sleep. One hundred percent. Yeah. I love masturbation. Masturbation's great. It. It's a way to give yourself love. And you that's know what? what I, that's what I, that's what people tell me. It feels great. It feels good. It's a release. I mean, you're taking all this energy and you're just releasing it. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I've had some really good discussions about it because you know, in masturbation, you can take your energy and you can harness it. You know, I've done it where I've like I've I have tried this. I have masturbated to the point where I'm going to come and I pinch it and I don't come. Oh. And then I go and try and do something. Yeah. Go work on music, go on a run, do something. That's energy. You, you harness, harness that power. You can harness that power. Oh, that's brilliant. It's strong. Try it. I'm telling you. It's it's a known thing. I'm, I learned this from someone else. Yeah. You know, it's, Does that feel like you're just like walking around with the potential to like ruin your first sexual experience though? Like or like the well, next the next one you have. Not the first one ever. No. But like Oh god no. <laughs> that makes the next sexual experience amazing. You yeah. got all this aggression in you. You're just like, "Woo, let's do this." Yeah, you'll feel like you're just like, oh, like overly stimulated and then it just makes it like <laughs> so you just like blow your load immediately. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That's good. No, I'm not going to blow the load immediately. I've I breathing exercises, man. Got it. Got to I'm learning so much. I got to take shit. some notes. Got to Wim Hof that shit. <laughs> Keep it you in write line. Me a little, write me a little pamphlet because I feel like I, I need to learn I learn more from you. Uh, you do. First, you got to go to X videos because we don't support Pornhub anymore. Okay. And I mean, uh, they did give everybody a premium for the quarantine. First, that was pretty nice of them. Well, yeah, that's because they got fucked for using underage women. So don't do not support them. <laughs> Pornhub is a no-go. Do it. not support them. Go oh, to X videos. They're blacklisted. Check out X videos. Whatever you do, big boobs, big butt, blonde yeah. hair, brunette, redhead, whatever your thing is, legs, feet, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Find something. And, you know, light some candles. Get into it. Do your thing. <laughs> it's for self-love, man. What is it You're about just... people in candles? They seem to love candles. I, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that. Usually <laughs> I'm pretty horny when I get home. So I'm yeah. just like, you know what? Fucking let's do but this. But you have a positive attitude about it. You have that kind of thing that I feel like I'm lacking. Why are you lacking it? I don't know. What do you do? So you're telling me that you get home and you're like, you're like, ah, oh, I gotta whack off. Mm, you're not like, necessarily. Uh, I sometimes it, it's sometimes like in the morning. Uh, you know, it's like there. You got a boner. It's like it's like I just gotta get rid of this so I can move on with my life. Morning wood. That's how you feel about it. I get excited. <laughs> my dick's all hard. It's pulsing. <laughs> I'm like, good morning. I'm like, yeah. You know, you touch the yeah. head a little bit. You're like, oh, it feels good. See, like, the, you got a kind of appreciation that I guess I I need to work oh, on. I have to man. work on my self confidence okay, and self love. What's sex like with you? I, mean, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is your sex life good? Uh, do the women seem pleased? Well, I'm a, I'm in a relationship. Okay. Well, um, is she is she happy after intercourse? Yes. And uh, we were actually split up for a couple of months and still having sex the entire time because we liked having sex with each other so much. Okay. Great. <laughs> so you guys found each other's you know little spots and you guys hit it. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, if the sex is good, mm-hmm. maybe your issue is masturbation is boring. You already have great sex with somebody. That could be it. Yeah. And regularly. So I guess maybe that just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. That's why I was like, man, I would feel like I'd feel really afraid to like hold on to that, <laughs> to that load and then like go home later that night and then, and then just ruin sex for her. I that mean, like you a, know, you, you know your body better than anybody. I mean, yeah. if I had to choose between making love to a woman I'm in love with and dating versus masturbation, yeah. I mean, obviously 
I'm going to choose making love right. to a woman. I yeah. mean, duh, who wouldn't? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if it's late, I'm yeah. at a bar, it's, yeah. it's getting, you know, whatever, late, and you, you just, you know, it's yeah. thin picking. I'm not going to go pick some random girl and try and take her home and do that. Yeah. I'm going to go home. I'm going to flip on the dirty channel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the dirty thing. And I'm going to go to sleep. Right. I'm going to wake up in the morning and there's going to be no one in my bed that I have to drop off or have some awkward morning with. Right. And I'm going to go enjoy my day. So have you seen the movie? This is related. Trust me. Um, <laughs> the movie Bridesmaids. Yes. Is that the one with uh, Kristen Wiig? And, and they take the airplane yeah. to Vegas? Yes. There's a part, I guess, where, you know, the the, the, the main character is a, a baker. Mm. So she does like this whole thing. She makes like this huge thing just so she can make herself a cupcake. <laughs> like a really, because, you know, if she cares that much about baking, she wants to make a nice cupcake just for herself because she's not going to bake it for anybody else. Sure. I feel like that's how you are with masturbation. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't relate to my cold pot of spaghetti late at night. Uh, Absolutely not. Comparison. I try, I try to keep any. Anything like that out of my <laughs> life. Like if I'm doing something because I'm like, oh, I just got to do this. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I can relate. Okay. Food. Eating food. Yeah. I'm not a foodie. Okay. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love. I love ice cream. I love ice cream. And cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. It ends there. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy pizza. Yeah. Sure. But like, you know, I'm not a foodie. Yeah. You Some, just kind of have to put it in your body yeah, so that you can. I like, honestly, if you got, yeah. if they made pills that just gave me the nutrients I needed to live, I yeah. could just buy pills. I would I'll just swallow a pill and yeah. go on about my day. Like, sure. I, don't, I don't care. It That's... all goes in your body, gets digested and does the same thing anyway. Yeah. It's just the process of like having to make it and you got to go out. Like, usually I'm like, you know, making music or I'm mm-hmm. working or doing something and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like right now, my stomach's grumbling. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You have I got to go eat. <laughs> like this is annoying. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to like stop what I'm doing to go eat right now. Yeah. But that's how I feel about eating. Right. It's just like this day to day thing you just got to do to keep yourself alive. Got it. I'm glad we were able to get there. And it's funny <laughs> that you said take a pill because I did at one point feel like I honestly wish I could just take a pill to like take away that. Feeling of wanting, yeah. It's like I don't want to do this right now. It's just like I'm just gonna take this so I'm not horny, and then I can like proceed with my life. Uh, but <laughs> you know, some functions, I guess. But it, but I and I I have a I do all the cooking, um, like in my house. So do you like to cook? I have grown to like it a lot. So do you have to, a passion for it now or no? I have much more of a passion because I get excited. I got myself an uh, yeah, yes, I should. And I said yes because I got myself like uh, um, an iron skillet, and I've been like looking up YouTube. I watch wow. all these YouTube videos That's and I learned how to like, you know, because I want to use this thing and I want to know how to make more things. And I went to my mom's house and cooked or uh, no, made crepes for her and all my sisters. And <laughs> I, I get excited about it now, and that feels like a thing that it's like, oh, I can do this for my family, and it's, they think it's so nice to cook for them. So yeah, I think I definitely have a more of a passion for it. So you have a passion. See? Yeah. I have that for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. How do you, how do you, well, how do you feel about like the self love kind of thing? Cause I think uh, I have such a, a lack of confidence most of the time that I feel like self love is almost like a thing that starts to bother me after a while. Cause it makes me, cause everybody expresses it and I think it's so great for everybody else, but I'm just like, I don't even want to think about it because I feel like I'm not going to do it anyways. Self-love? So like, you don't love yourself? It's it's complicated, I guess. I, I mean, don't know how to... You need to. I guess I should. Are you I depressed? Tried do you have a low self-esteem? In a lot of ways, yeah. Well, then I self-love tried doing is positive important. affirmations. They didn't work. They didn't work. What, <laughs> what, what don't you like about yourself? Um, it's, it's complicated, I guess. I do, I, I do probably have like imposter syndrome to like a pretty serious level. Um... 
and I guess I just feel like it's so, yeah, this is going <laughs> to, I probably haven't given this enough thought lately. I feel like any other day I'd probably have like a good list of reasons why something's off about myself. But I guess it just, um, I feel so out of place. Like most of the time, like I was saying, like in all my offstage life when I'm at work and when I see people just like so naturally get along and laugh and you see this guy, he's talking to all these people and he's so cool and popular and and, and then I've, I've just always felt not that at all. It just makes me feel so like what what do I need to do as a person to like, like I've always tried to like better myself in so many different ways. Like I have so many hobbies. I do like yoga and kickboxing and jujitsu and podcasting and comedy, improv, (laughs) film, like everything that I can. And it just feels like what kind of, what kind of thing is going to get me to a place where I can just like talk to someone and feel good about myself. Like I'm like a person that's interesting to other people. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's different when it's like, Oh, everybody pay attention to David for five minutes while he tells his jokes. I don't know how to like, capture that like in a in an organic way we're doing it right now yeah this is somewhat different i guess but you know there is a format to it also but i guess you um, should love the shit out of yourself you should love yourself you know why why because you're a fucking awesome human (laughs) you're an awesome human being i'm being serious you are you're a good human you're a good person yeah you've got a good head on your shoulders you have a passion for something you have a woman that cares about you, which means you obviously care about her. Mm-hmm. You are a handsome young man. You've got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah. There's nothing to be upset about. You know, this is what we call white people problems. <laughs> <laughs> problems that are just like stupid. It's that existential <laughs> part of it that makes it so much more severe, though, because like like you said, like we're just existing. We have one life. It's like I want to I want to feel better about it while I'm here, but I don't know how to just start to love myself like well, suddenly. I have the answer for you. Okay, tell me. Is it's, it masturbation? It's not. It, it could be, <laughs> but it's not. the The way that you can help that you can live a successful, happy, nourished, productive life is all up to you. It's so fucking easy. Life is the most complicated. It's the mo- it's the easiest thing. Yet we make it so complicated. We honestly make it complicated on ourselves. If you want to be happy, if you want to go out tomorrow and be happy mm-hmm. and live your life and go do comedy and go for a run on the beach and then have pasta at night and then masturbate, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. All you have to do is to go do it. That's it. No one's stopping you. Mm-hmm. No one's stopping you from being happy. No one's stopping you from loving yourself. The only person doing that is you. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so disagree. cliche. I know that sounds so like just almost planned that I would say something like that. But sometimes life is just that easy. Mm-hmm. It's that fucking easy. And when we wake up and we're sad because I wake up all the time and don't want to get the fuck out of bed. But you know what? I know that I'm the only person that's going to get myself out of this bed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lay there and not someone's, you know, some elf's not going to come right into the door. <laughs> like, hey, Tony, get up. Let's go. You know, like that doesn't happen. You fucking have to get your shit together. You got to get your own mind on on track. And, you know, I think a, a lot of people know this, but we just don't do it. Right. We don't exercise it. And that's that's the block. That's the wall right there. Mm-hmm. We're our own worst enemy. Do you feel like that's something that just came naturally to you or did you have to work at it? I did years of therapy. Yeah. I got sent away. 
dude, I spent two months in the wilderness making fires with sticks and hiking 17 miles a day and talking about my fucking problems to mm-hmm. a therapist when I was like 17 years old. You know, right. like I've been talking about my insecurities and my issues my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's I can't help but understand myself and know sure. that I'm the only one to blame for my problems and mm-hmm. my issues. And I'm also the only one to blame for my positive affirmations and things that I'm successful and good at. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to know that you are the center of your universe. Everybody has their own universe and you are in control of yours. No one else is, which means we can't blame other people yeah. for your unhappiness or happiness. Well, I definitely don't. All of this stuff really does stem from like feeling like I need to do something to get to that kind of place, but I know it's never going to happen. I feel like I realized that like logically in my head that if I, you know, (laughs) went to therapy and worked on some more self-love then I'd be able to like grow into that way where it's like, uh, you know, actual growth. But I guess I tried to not think about it a lot and just try to focus on other things. But, you know, eventually I'm just going to confront it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm 29 now. Like, I can't be keep going around being like this kind of person. No, no, <laughs> no. There's don't put age on it. Never put age on it. You know, we all learn when you learn, and that's totally okay to learn. Uh, you know, when you're 40 or when you're 15, doesn't yeah. matter. Like, you learn it when you learn it. Um, I'd, I'd say the most important thing, and I will always continue to spread this message because I've learned it and it's helped me. Is what I just told you. You know, just just know that you're in control of yourself. You're in control of your happiness, and you are an amazing human. Love yourself, be happy, and have a great fucking day. Yeah. That's that's it. Do it. You want it to happen, then go do it. Everybody goes through shit. You're going to go through shit. You're going to have hard days. <laughs> it's it's inevitable, okay? You are going to get fucked in the ass by life. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it except know that you are the only one that will pull yourself out of that hole. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, uh, that's good advice. I appreciate that. Is I, I also speak out loud for myself, too. I have, I have to remind myself. I'm like, Dev, remember what you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that is so true. I mean, I really like, uh, I started getting into like writing like uh, spoken word. And that is one of the things that I talked about in a, in a piece that I wrote was like that. I had a, a close friend of mine pass away um, like two years ago. He was a fellow stand up. And, uh, like I, when I found out about it, like I, I went to look at my phone to see like what I had said to him most recently. And it was like a text message that I basically never replied to. And me, me talking with all of our mutual friends at like his, uh, we all went to a bar after his funeral and we were all just talking about like, man, like if anything that can be gained out of this experience is like, let's not let like people that we care about, like drift away. Like, cause there was people there that like had moved to LA that I hadn't talked in a long time. Like, let's just not let like each other like distance anymore because these, you know, there's people that we care about that we want them to be close and important to us. But you know, time passes by, life happens and we did fucking stop talking to each other. We have grown distant and I have forgotten all these lessons that I told myself like, dude, fucking remember because you could fucking die like any day now and you should be appreciating this. But it's like, you get so caught up in all this stuff. Like, and I, yeah, it's like, yeah, I know this stuff and I should be reminding myself and I should have that kind of mentality of like, Hey, remember, remember how you felt that fucking day, how you were like, I am going to make some changes. And I remember to appreciate life because of how fleeting it is. Mm-hmm. But then you get caught up in some bullshit at work or some fucking ridiculous thing that yeah. doesn't matter. 
Keep yourself focused. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remind yourself of that stuff. Like, you're right. Like, we know it. I know it. We, like, I think we just have to be reminded of it. But, like, have it, getting yourself into that state. Mm. I guess kind of what you're talking about, like, with people at shows, like, being present. Yep. It's such an important thing. Yep. But yep. it's, like, something about life just, like, swirls you around in all this way where you just can't seem to focus on the thing you need to get to. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's, like, whatever the opposite of tunnel vision is. Um. All right, let's uh, let's try a different one. Reminder. Reminder. Reminder, man. I, when I hear reminder, I think of uh, my memory, my brain, and I have the worst memory. One of the guys that shows up to like the club, and, you know, I'll see someone I know them, but I can't remember their name ever. So I'm always just like, but I can remember their face. Oh yeah, and I'm always like, hey, how are you? Yeah. What's up, dude? I can never remember names yeah. and it's terrible. It really is bad. Um, I need to work on the memory. I got to work on the memory. Is there stuff that you, <laughs> I wonder like how much of this can be worked on though. Cause, uh, I, I feel like similarly about a lot of things. Like I have really, really good memory about some things. Like I can remember some fucking show that I watched. I remember the recycle song from an episode of Rocco's modern life that I watched when I was like a little kid. Like I remember the lyrics to that song, but like if I'm talking to my family, they're, they're saying something to my face. And if they literally say, David, what did I just say? I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, uh, you might want to look into that. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, beginnings of dementia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you better be careful. You know, your memory is, uh, your memory is, uh, vital thing that you need mm -hmm. so yeah be careful do your exercises don't they say like throw a tennis ball in the air every day and catch it and it like helps with your memory or something oh i've never heard of that before but i don't know i might have forgotten so. i'm good at remembering <laughs> like information like if i watch you know like i know a lot of animal facts there you go <laughs> i took a zoology class in college and i remember a lot of stuff from that beautiful but, <laughs> but i don't know what it is about other types of things i guess uh yeah, like names too. Like, I just met your friends. I don't remember what their names are. I forgot the dog's name. Henry. <laughs> good old Henry. <laughs> yeah, we're making pretty good time. So if you just want to, uh, if you have anything that you want to plug. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, check out Digital Color. Um, it is D-G-T-L-C-L-R. Um, you can check out the website, digitalcolor.com. Oh, I'm on every type of streaming platform. So mm -hmm. Spotify, iMusic, SoundCloud, whatever, yeah. YouTube, it's all up there. Um, and even with COVID going on, I am throwing up underground secret parties uh, <laughs> around town that are obviously within reason of the safety of others. Um, but, you know, we still need live music. I think it's a healer and it's important to have it. Uh, so... Check out uh, Digital Color. It's DGTL, uh, DGTL underscore CLR on Instagram. Um, I'm always posting stuff on there. And stay in the loop and say what up. Awesome. Then you can find your music on yeah. everything, Spotify. All the streaming platforms. Yeah. And then also on Instagram. I always say Instagram is the best place to keep up with me. Right. I post everything on Instagram, shows, new music. Cool. I've got links to all my music on my Instagram. So, yeah, it's probably the best place to, to go if you're trying awesome. to find me find all the sources right there okay sounds good thank you so much for doing this podcast absolutely thank you so right. much for having me thanks for listening guys